0: and run with btg um i watched i watched the uh stefan mulberry doc uh earlier today right and um what i took away from that doc uh was basically towards the end when um I, i guess this is somewhat of a spoiler alert if you haven't seen it but um towards the end where Marbury actually got to speak, and um, it was just his portion of the documentary because uh, in the beginning, you know, there was other people speaking on him, his upbringing, um, you know, his history, basically. And um, so I noticed, um, and I think a lot of people who have watched this or even who have Followed his career, uh, just seen him come and go, uh, and then even make a comeback. And what I mean by that is that, um, you know, once he once he, once he went to China, uh, that was just a whole totally different life, you know. And as a fan of many players. That from the past and present, you never really know what's going on, you know. And that's why I always give a lot of cats the benefit of the doubt. Because I think as a fan, when you look at these NFL, and it's really, when you really think about the NFL players, they wear a helmet. And it's like the only thing that you see is the name on their back. And the helmet. So it's almost like they look like robots. You know what I mean? Just the physical look. But when you when you really think about it, looking at the, the players that you follow or even the teams, um, you kind of, you know, from time to time or during certain moments, you just put them in a different category. Like it's as if they're not human or they're superhuman. Um, We expect them to act, react, speak a certain way because of their status. And we just forget that they're just human, you know? I think we had a reality check uh, earlier this year, you know, uh, with Kobe. And, um, you know, just it is it's, it's just different you know and reality really sets in so you know i'm watching a film with my wife we enjoyed it you know um but it like i said it really stuck out to me because there was parts in there where we had a you know we had a few giggles but overall it was emotional and it was emotional because it was one of the things that i can i can I can semi-relate to. And what I mean by that is that he lost an important person in his life that changed his career forever. You know, now, I didn't have the same relationship that he had with his dad. You know, even the support. Um, and I'm on record of saying if i gotten half of the support that he had got from my dad, I'd probably be in a different space. Um, you know, just point blank period. You could do a, you can go a long way with support. And not just his family tree as far as ball players, the history of ball players in his family, but just the support and the drive that his siblings and his parents have for him. That was the key thing that I, that's one thing that I latched on to from this documentary. It wasn't so much about his game because, you know, like I said, as a, as a fan, especially as a young kid growing up, I knew how dope he was as a player. You know what I mean? But at the time, that, that was the only thing that mattered or that I cared about at that age. You know? Um, whereas as an adult, you know, damn near twenty years later, you start to realize that these are humans, regular pedestrians, that pushed themselves to get to a certain point in life where uh, they were elite in their in their field with their talents, and it shows how it shows how human. They can become when a tragic situation takes place. Man, I was tore up off that Kobe stuff, you know? Not even just being an a, a LA fan or a, a Kobe fan. It's just the fact that this was a superstar or a megastar that we know had a lot of work being done off the court entering a new life where he was a full-time father um, and a full-time brand, I would say, um, I guess, representative. And just like that, you know, just, just like that, it, it it was it was over, you know. Um, so getting back to to Marbury, I noticed that he struggled with demons, and those demons was and those demons was created by him losing his father, and there was a part, you know, um, I remember. When he was online And at the time As a young adult I remember when he was When he was head tripping online You know, swallowing the Vaseline Crying uh, With the gospel music in the background And at the time I'm like, yo, he is really Like he's really on one Um You know, and we joked about it, we saying he's tripping, he lost his mind. Now you fast forward and I lost two parents. And again, I didn't get the support that he had got to get to the league or to get to a D one. I didn't get that. And knowing that, you know, you seen the footage of his dad crying, you know, his all his brothers is there. You know, his family is there supporting him when he got drafted. You know, they was happy. They all of them was there when he chose uh, you know, Georgia Tech. Like it was it was just it was the support. And when he lost the backbone of that support, that's when he lost it. And you could see the politics that was played in the league against him, but you could also see him just Emotionally breaking down or acting out. You know, so after the Knicks brought him out and um you fast forward, he decided to head to China. Of course, that's different. He even said it himself, it was a culture shock. Um one thing that I did notice is that his passion for basketball. And the respect that he had for his father, or I wouldn't say had, but has for his father, drove him to a place where he decided to give his all in an unfamiliar and probably an uncomfortable situation early on. And then you fast forward, this man delivers, what, three to four championships to a franchise, that has never won. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure. I'm, if, I, 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 I guess I kind of remember it saying that that was their first championship that he had won for them, and then after that, there were two or three more championships after that before he retired. He got a statue, and I and I looked and I paid attention to the people in the crowd. I paid attention to when the camera was just, you know, the different camera angles. Would just show different parts of the crowd, and I paid attention to I paid attention to the fans, and of course, what it had to be at least 98 percent of the fans were Asian, you know, China, Chinese, I should say. And you can see some fans in there, emotional, crying,, uh, clinged on to like the moment. Of him saying, "Yo, this is this is gonna be my last game. It's gonna be my last season, and you know that's and that's gonna be it. Like my journey after this is gonna be good because you know I did all I could do for the game of basketball for a different culture, and I just seen how people just gravitated towards him, uh, and you know, and I told my wife uh, who didn't know that much about." Marbury um, But is a huge Kobe fan as well I said look next to Kobe And at one point This guy was This guy is or was Just as big as Kobe was uh, Over there I mean he has a freaking statue And we know Kobe is globally loved You know what I'm saying But so was Marbury When he came to China and I guess what I'm trying to say this episode, which is different from my other episodes, is that I think we need to start looking at the person and the athlete now. You know what I mean? And it's easy to get away from that because I think sports is also helps you escape the problems of reality. You know what I'm saying? It's an entertainment that we know that's played by humans just like us, but they were gifted with, uh, in some cases, the height, the athleticism, you know, and they was also gifted with the drive or the support to sharpen their talent to get to the elite level. And I think we take that for granted because we're so used to seeing it on TV. When... But when we see these athletes break down, we don't give them the same consideration that we do for someone that works a regular nine to five, and I think we need that needs to change. You know, because I see a lot of players, and and I'm on record as, as being a LeBron, uh, I wouldn't say a LeBron hater, but you know, I've challenged LeBron fans in sports debates before. Off the field, I can't negatively say anything about him. He's done great, you know what I mean. But it shouldn't stop there. When you know we talk about a player, and I get, I'm going to get back to Marbury because this, this is his episode and he deserves it. But you know when you know when you hear about LeBron's. Um, you know, his fence being tagged on or his gate being tagged on, racial slur. You know, you hear about the... You hear about the stories about, you know, the allegations about Delonte West and his mom. Um, you know, it's just all kind of stuff, you know what I mean? And it's like, we harp on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we literally... Carp on stuff like that, and um, going back to Marbury, it's like, bro. Like sometimes we just skip over the, the the main reason this might be happening. And I, I gotta say, man, I salute him. I salute him for going to a different culture and sticking with it, and like reinventing himself as a human, not as a player, i think and i'm from LA and i think that um he got to be one of the best players not just guards to ever come out of New York based off of who he is in general, not just his game. And they got a long list of historical players, classic hall of fame, street players, and NBA But the fact that You knew And especially his hometown They knew how important his dad Was to him Or is to him They We also seen how important life Can be Is that He depended on his father's Support And we took that for granted because we look at athletes different. When all they are is regular pedestrians like us that just work harder, that had the support. And then I'm pretty sure there's other athletes out there that didn't get a lot of support, but they had the God given ability to push themselves to get to the next level. Shit, we all need that, but you know, I paid it. That's that's one thing that I paid attention to. You know, when those clips uh, popped up, you know, with him crying, that hit me right there. I really, I really sat up on that one. I did because I I know that emotion. I know that emotion, especially nowadays. You know what I mean? So, salute to Marbury, man. I want to say this. You know, uh, shout out to my boy Mike from uh, What Up The podcast. He put out a um, a post, and it was a while ago, probably like more than a month ago. He put a, a, a post up that had some guards, um, some pretty nice guards. You know, you had Nick Van Exel. You had Baron Davis. You had Rod Strickland. Uh, I think Marbury was in there as well. He had a lot of guards, um, that wasn't named Steve Nash or Magic Johnson, you know what I'm saying? Or, or Isaiah Thomas. None, none of these guards would be considered in the top five. You know what I mean? Because when you think of the top five, you got the Magics, the Stockton's, the Isaiah's, you know, um, hell, even Curry now. But, these were guards that and, and and for the most part i think and it was a long list of guards too you know what i'm saying um and i think the one thing that that they all had in common and that a lot of people who responded to the post um they knew that a lot of these guards didn't have championships um some of them had all-star appearances and some of them may or may not have been in the Hall of Fame. And I think more so not in the Hall of Fame or something like that. But when I looked at the list, and it was about six or seven guards, and they were all guard, you know, Jason Williams was thrown in there. And I'm like, these are all legends. These are all legends. And he said, he said, none of these guards are in the Hall of Fame. That was the only thing that I disagreed with. And from where I come from, you don't have to be in the Hall of Fame. You don't have to be in the NFL, I mean, the NBA uh, Hall of Fame to be considered a legend point guard. Hell, you don't even have to make it to the NBA to be considered uh, a legend in basketball, let alone a point guard. You know what I mean? Um... is is i i add everything i add what you did on the court what you do off the court and how your city your neighborhood your culture responds to you that matters you know what i mean it really does so to me marbury is a point guard legend before the documentary before me finding out all this information about him, because he had that. He had game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Game. And you don't need, you don't really need the the accolades that a lot of superstars get to be considered a legend. You don't have to have multiple championships uh, to be considered a legend. You don't. You don't even have to be in the top 10 uh, of the stats, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's assists or scoring you know, or shooting, you know what I'm saying? Triple doubles, double doubles, whatever the case may be. You don't need all that to be considered a point guard legend. You know, it's, it's, is what is the moments, it's the games that you and the, the classic games, the classic moments, your style of play, your talent. The passion, all that, that factors in. Because nobody's going to sit up here and tell me that Jason Williams is not a dope guard. Nobody's going to tell me that. Now, would you take him over Steph Curry or would you take him over, you know, a, a John Stockton? You know what I'm saying? Probably not. You know what I mean? Does he have the winning factor? Can he lead the team to a championship? He probably can't even. depends on what the roster is. But he was a dope individual point guard. And that's all that matters. Stephon Marbury was that as well. And I think he handled his situation as best as he could and probably even better than most people in life, where he lost a key person to his life, stumbled right right before us, gathered himself, Went to a whole totally different part of the world, adapted to it, dominated, and then retired. That's dope. That's respect. I can respect that on a human level, not even as a basketball player, but as a man, you got it together. One thing that did stand out that made me smile a little bit is that, you know, when his high school coach called, and he said, and they start, and they brought up his son. He said, yeah, man, he doesn't have that Coney Island dog in him. You know what I'm saying? So I got to throw him to the wolves. You know what I mean? And that's just the way we was raised and stuff like that. But that also shows like the just the day and time just different and there's different way that you have to talk to these kids and raise them and even train them in certain ways. And that's what I'm going to be dealing with or that's what I have been dealing with with my son. But it's is I guess it's good to know that even a player like him who has accomplished so much in the in two different leagues, elite leagues, that his son with much more resources than my son um he's he's having challenges. You know what I mean? That was a dope documentary. Towards the end, he talked about, he was talking to the young kid who said, <laughs> which is cute. He was like, man, I'm, I'm going to drive to the NBA. He said, "He said, I want to go to the NBA. He said, how are you going to get there? He said, I'm going to drive. <laughs> he, said, he said, I'm going to drive. And, it, and then one thing is, my wife thought it was awkward because of how the cameras, you know, was presenting it and, and how they edited it. But the fact that he was like, "You know you don't have to be a basketball player. You could be the president of the United States." You know what I'm saying? And the little boy admitted he was like, "Yeah. No one has ever told me that." You know. You know, man. Life is just different, man. And and that and that's and that's where I'm at with it. Um and it's just something I've been noticing for a while now, even before Kobe it's just that I think that comes with maturity. I think that comes with age, um, that you just start to understand life a little bit different. So, with that being said, man, uh, shout out to Stefan Marbury. You know what I'm saying? Like Stefan Xavier Marbury, I should say. Um, be like water. <laughs> what can I say? Salute.